The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force, the force is with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 83, recorded January 19th, 2021. My name is Joe Becker. I'm part of this team. The other part is... Well, I'm Michael Diaz. That's I was it. Wait- Okay, I was waiting. <laughs> We're all waiting for whatever title you want to give yourself uh, each week. No title this week, just uh, just old. Just old. <laughs> I tell you, man, it's been a long. I'm feeling the the, the winter blahs here already because we have snow where I live. You don't because you're so far south. Snow? Oh, do you? Not a lot. Well, I keep hearing. Well, yeah, we have like six. Oh. Close to eight, close to eight, actually, in some spots. Well, you're in a different so, climate up there. I know. That's what I said. We're way up north. And, um, <laughs> you're like 30, 40 minutes away. I know. It seems to be the line, though, but I, I'm getting, we're getting a very, um, shining kind of feeling here. I know, uh, Michelle and I were at the store the other day and she was like, um, we were getting groceries and she's like, we should get a picture of the shining family and put it in the spare bedroom oh like as a family picture. In the bedroom. <laughs> People come over. That's creepy. Um, right. But I think we're going to do that though. I think it's great. <laughs> no, it hasn't been too bad down here. Um, I guess we, a big storm went through huh? and that's why you have six inches and we didn't get hit like at all. Like we got a dusting the other day and it, rained a, it snowed a little bit more. We just get, we get constant. It's not one big storm. It just doesn't, it's just been constant little flurries every day. So anyways, no biggie. Um, it's been a, it's not a crazy week. We've got a lot to talk about this week. We're going to talk about obviously WandaVision. We saw episodes one and two. We're going to talk about ready player two. Um, I assume Michael's caught up and we're all caught up there. But before we do that, Wait, let's... You assume I'm caught up? Yeah. You're the one that can't read in time. I'm, I'm caught up. What are you talking about? I'm ready to go. Oh, yes, but I remember doing, we had to push the, we had to push the podcast back two days every week because you never... Really well, heard. well, that's because, you know, it was holidays and everything else. Oh, okay. Right. But yeah, I, I, uh, I think we read uh, the book the same time and the same day. It was really funny. You put it up, you posted, and I literally just opened the book. It's like, oh, wow, that's funny. So I did half that day and half yesterday because I didn't want to do it all at once. Oh, I did it all on Sunday. Um, There's football games to watch. Uh, Anyways, let's jump into the news. Anything fun for you? Well, let's start with the big news that turned out to maybe not be big news. I posted it on our Twitter that Deadline Hollywood reported that um, what Chris Evans was coming back to play Captain America was nearing, nearing a deal to do so. Hmm. But Chris Evans almost immediately said, news to me. Yeah, on his Twitter feed, right? Yeah. Now, here's what I'm, here's, this is why it's a little bit beyond rumor. Only because Marvel has had a, a stint lately. 
of big name stars outright lying, saying they're not playing parts, even though everyone knows they are. Not as bad, but the worst. Like Oscar Isaac? Yeah, exactly. Oscar Isaac. He hasn't said no, but it still hasn't been confirmed. But it is the worst kept secret that Oscar Isaac is playing Moon Knight. Right? Uh, So far, we we have nothing's been said. But if they come out and say it's somebody else, then we're all we've all fell for it. Yeah, but a bunch of people that are on production have already kind of let the cat out of the box by accident, saying, you know, it's an honor to work with Oscar Isaac. And unless it's a huge conspiracy to mess with people. That would be hilarious. I hope it is. (laughs) But even more to the point, uh, Tatiana Ali from Orphan Black. I mean, it was announced months and months ago that she was going to be She-Hulk. And she outright denied it. She said, nope, it's not happening. Not doing it. Nope, it's not me. I don't know why that rumor exists. And then like two months later, she's like, psych. Nobody was psyched. Okay, everyone on that. Not that no one. I'm not trying to say we're we're not displeased. She's uh, She-Hulk. Right. But again, no one believed her when she said, "I'm, I'm not doing it. So is this another example of someone from Marvel saying, no, no, it's not true. I mean, another case in point, just two weeks ago, Anthony Mackie, on doing press for all kinds of things, but also with the whole Kevin Feige press thing, they, they talked about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Anthony Mackie came out and said, well, you know, it's, it may not be decided who's Captain America by the end of the show. And then last week, a toy re- released, or it was leaked, that shows Falcon as Captain America. <laughs> well, that could be just a test. Doesn't mean it's the end of the show. He could just be wearing the outfit. Right, right, right. But I, again, we've got at least three or four of these in the in the last several weeks, mm-hmm. a couple months, where Marvel has been either people associated with Marvel or the stars themselves have been like. Well, I'll, I'll tell you one that I'm hoping for. Okay. And. Um, apparently it's rumor that Charlie Cox has finished shooting on Spider-Man three, possibly playing just as a lawyer. But for those that know, uh, have watched the Netflix series, Daredevil, Charlie Cox was the star of that. So I'm hoping that's true. I'm hoping they bring him back as Daredevil. I thought he was great too. I'm all for it too. In fact, I read an article again, this is all rumor people. Nothing's been confirmed. And we are, wait, just so you know, we get our stuff from the internet like everybody else. We have no insiders. We are not big. We are nothing. We're just ripping off everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> we are nothing. That's yeah. nice. Um, I did read an article and someone said, uh, well, the supposition was, you know, they're going to kind of reboot Daredevil, but with, you know, Charlie Cox. But all I can think is, they really don't have to reboot anything because... right. If he shows up in Spider-Man, they're already establishing the multiverse there. I mean, we already know Electro's back. We already know that Dr. Octopus is back. It, we know that Steven, uh, Dr. Stephen Strange is going to show up. We know that this ties into, uh, Spider-Man ties into WandaVision, which we'll be talking about in a moment. Mm-hmm. So, again, terribly kept secret, if they're trying to keep it a secret, that the multiverse is going to be in existence in the next Spider-Man movie. So it makes it very easy to fold in Daredevil or whoever else. Right, but it doesn't... Well, yes, but he doesn't have to be part of the multiverse. He could be just part of Marvel. They just didn't accommodate that 
for the other stories, you know, um, because they're fairly small. If you watch those episodes, those shows, they're really small, confined to like New York. Yeah. Um, Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. And, you know, Matt Murdock is a lawyer. So, I mean, he could be, you know, Tom Holland or Peter Parker's lawyer after being, um, let's say, outed. Right. And maybe he's like, this isn't Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like, he could get him so he doesn't, everybody doesn't know his identity. Who knows? Who knows what they'll do? Oh, it could and, be and, just that, right? It could be just Matt Murdock. What I'm, not, what I'm right. saying is, I'm not saying they have to say, they have to bring him in through the multiverse. I'm right. saying, because we know the multi- multiverse exists, mm-hmm. it could very easily be that the Netflix Marvel universe is a separate universe. Right. And I, I, I hope they do bring him in. And I would really, I would love to see Luke Cage again. I absolutely loved Luke Cage. I, man, that, first, so that first season, I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed Daredevil. I, I, actually, I don't even know if I watched the third season. I got to look back. Oh, third season's the best of all of it. Really? Because. Oh, my God. It's so good. Best Daredevil season. It's so good. The first season of Luke Cage was my favorite mm. of the Marvel series. It's good. It's good stuff. I mean, obviously, it'd be nice to have Jessica Jones. Like, that's just whole series. We've said it many times. Would be you know, they just did a great job, and and the people that ran those shows. Oh, Chris was absolutely perfect as Jessica Jones. I loved her. Yeah, she was great. It was all good. It was all well done. You, I liked Iron Fist. I know a lot of people didn't, but I liked it. I know that's uh, maybe a touchy for some, but I, I liked that show. Um, anyways. And then there's the other, another rumor of Ethan Hawke playing the villain in Moon Knight. Yep, and I'm good with that. Ethan Hawke's a fantastic actor. Yeah. Um, kind of Sean Connery-esque in how he picks his roles. <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? I mean, what's wrong with getting paid, too? If you're going to get paid, that's cool. Um, against that. But I don't think he. I don't think he's one that mails it all in. You know, I think he's a good actor, and he he does what he does what he does for the role. And that fucker has good hair. So what do you want? He does. You know what? <laughs> he's got power. He's got hair. He's got no, great hair. I love Ethan Hawke. I mean, side note, it's not really a, a geek specific genre, but there um, before sunrise, before um, mm-hmm. sunset. Have you seen those movies? And before midnight, the first one. Oh, the whole series is perfect. Fantastic filmmaking. Not really geek related though, so I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> sure. So I'm a big fan of Ethan Hawke. Well, I mean, I you know, I Reality Bites is a great '90s movie that I loved, and he's so good in that as the the Gen X slacker, smart person that. Right. Uh, um, I don't know. I identified with him. I wasn't much of a slacker though, but I like that. That was, it's a, a movie I like. I see people you to, your ass all through college. People today probably wouldn't like that movie, but I think it's great. And Janine Garofalo is in it. And, um, you know, Hey, that's not geek stuff either, but Hey, it's good. Ethan Hawk, good Ethan Hawk movie. Go watch it. If you dare. Um, one thing that is not rumor apparently is that Marvel did announce another television show for Disney plus called Behind the Mask. It's a documentary. I think they're going to go through each character and talk about their normal lives and a little documentary about each one of those. Now, I don't know how long these episodes are going to be. If you've you watched some of the other stuff that Marvel's put out there, I've watched the Marvel 611. Have you seen those? I have not. 
or 616 rather, not 611, Marvel 616. Those are really cool because they, they find these like weird areas of uh, Marvel, like the Japanese Spider-Man. And there's like an hour and 10 minutes on the Japanese Spider-Man, like how it was, how it was brought in in Japan. And then there's like, um, you know, how uh, an artist version too of, of people that were, are in minorities that have become really big artists uh, around the world. It's just really cool stuff. Like somebody who wanted to be a comic book artist and just tried so hard and did it and finally made it into Marvel. Um, really good. I, I love documentaries and those are really interesting ones for me. I like those. Oh, cool. I'm, I'm sure I'll check them out at some point, but I, I got to believe these are somewhat similar to what Disney's already doing with like the Mandalorian and stuff. No, they're a little bit, they're a lot more, they're different. Okay. Yeah, they're different than that. Um, they're really like more like a, um, I don't know, like 2020. And just somebody does an article and every article is slightly different. Like, oh, one of the, like, what, like that kind of show rather than uh, everything about like the Marvel film universe. It's all about like everything in Marvel from comics. To, the, the, the Japanese Spider-Man is amazing to watch. It's just weird. It's so bizarre. He had like a car that turned into a... It's like a transformer. It's like one of the first transformers. This is like in the seventies. Bizarre shit, dude. But it's cool. Now I'm dating myself here, but is this anything like the behind the music documentaries from VH1 no. back? In the no, day? no, no, nothing bad. No, you don't. The, the the behind the musics were very similar in that. Like, here's how the band started. Here's how they got on drugs. Here's how they broke up. Here's how they got back together. <laughs> right. Here's how they got back together, and here's the new album. Go buy it. <laughs> Fair point. Was, Fair point. How, all those were done that way. So, when did um, those come out? When did the behind the mask? Uh, they don't have a date. I don't think I'm looking at. Um, I'm reading this from comicbook.com, uh, but they have not said a time. Maybe well, I guess February 12th. Sorry, that is a date. Yeah, it is a date. It's way at the bottom. You think they would lead with that, but it's like the very last thing. So, February 12th. There you go. That reminds me, there is some other news. Yeah. That I almost didn't forget to mention. Um, yeah, that uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Right, on HBO Max, right? Yeah, they got moved up two months. Or three months. That's, well, it's been, it was for summer. Two months. Yeah, sorry. I mean, it was supposed to come out in the summer, right? Yep, they moved it to March. No, but I mean, it's supposed to come out this past summer. Um, Correct. Like during COVID summer, right? Or was uh, it always slated for 21? I think it was always slated for May 2021. Oh, okay. So they only moved it up a couple months, but still. I think they're doing that because HBO is trying to get through those films that they said were going to be on HBO Max so they can get back to the theaters and not piss off people like they, you know what I mean? Piss off the filmmakers. Well, also, this is a safer one to move up because... I've heard good things about Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which I have I have saved. I haven't watched it yet. Mm-hmm. It's on HBO Max. But it did not light up the box office as far as numbers and money. So this is the sequel to that. I'm thinking they, part of it might be them just getting it out of the way, this dump it. Maybe. I didn't mind King of the Monsters. It wasn't that bad. I haven't watched it yet. Um I thought the first Godzilla was all right. I I thought actually thought Kong Skull Island was a blast. That was fun. I mean, it's 
it's not A grade by any means. Right. But as far as B grade, just fun action, I was into it. Yeah, it, it was fun. Can't go with John C. Riley. Right. Is <laughs> the crazy old guy that was there. Yeah. He <laughs> was awesome. Awesome, yeah. awesome. That's our news, I think. That's our news. On to our geek this week. Um, you know what? I'll go first this time. So I, I'm still getting through High Rep- not getting through, I'm still reading High Republic, but I stopped to read our other one. So I'm floating on two books. So didn't get much further on High Republic, but it is still there. And I'm, and I'm still thinking about it, which is good. So like when I stopped reading, I'm like, oh, I just, I want to get to this next part. So that's a good sign. Yep. Um, again, you know, it, it's a lot different than other Star Wars. They're, they're kind of building this thing and I'm having a hard time like grasping on which character I like the best. So, but it's early, it's early in the book. Um, but so far, so good. And a couple things, I decided to uh, start rewatching Witcher. Did you watch that? No, no interest. Oh, that's right. You're not. I don't like fantasy. Anyways, um, <laughs> I like the show. It's a good show. Uh, I watched it all at once. And then there's there's so many things that happen because it, it jumps around in time and you got to figure it out. Um, but it's uh, it's a really good show. I think you might, you might like it. I don't know. But since you've already got your fantasy bias, you probably w- wouldn't like it even if you liked it. I just, there's so many other things that I'd rather watch first. Righto. Like um, and, then I, and then, you know, as if, when I get on the treadmill, I've been putting on uh, the Batman animation back on HBO, the original, well, not the original, whatever it's called, that one that was out. The animated series? Yeah. Um, oh, good. That, That's a good one. It's great. I mean, it was, it was, it looks a little bit dated now, but it was a very interesting style at that time. Oh yeah, and I Wrong. believe even the uh, even the music was done by Danny uh, Elfman, yeah, or at least pulled from that category for sure. Right. I'm not sure he scored all the shows, but he they did take his at least the intro theme, his theme and everything, yeah. Um. So, but it's really kind of cool to go back and watch those again. So it's a nice, you know, 25 minute episode you can throw on uh, each time. No commercials, which is great on HBO Max. So. That's another reason to pick that up if you're bored. And then I finished season three of Cobra Kai. Already? Already. And you tore through that, but... Well, yeah, it I did. a week ago, didn't it? Two weeks ago? Yeah. <laughs> but the seasons aren't very long, are they? Ten episodes. Gotcha. It's, it's so bad, it's good. It's so saccharine. It's so, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a soap opera. Is all it is, really. <laughs> um, it is. And I actually started that. I think we got one or two episodes in. I enjoyed it, but she didn't. So eventually she just said, you know what? If you want to keep watching, go ahead. I'm, I'm out. Uh, she's out. Yeah. So I'll probably, I'll probably check it out at some point. But right now, we're, well, we're watching Veep right now, which is not geek specific. No. It's the series we're tearing through. Yeah. I don't even know if Cobra Kai is either. It's just. It's close enough. It's close enough. It's, it's definitely fiction. Um, all right. What are you, what are you uh, tapping in this week? Wow. <laughs> tapping in. Yeah. Like wrestling. Oh, okay. Uh, see, I thought you were, I thought it was like some kind of frat boy language. And I'm like, nah, I'm not like oh, that anymore. That's just where your head is all the time. That's, actually, I, I was never like that because I'm a geek. But anyway. Uh, this might surprise you. I 
read the first two volumes of Star Wars Legacy. Oh, the comics? Yeah. Are you familiar I, with this at all? I don't think I've ever read those. So Dark Horse? No. Yeah. 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 So I think I mentioned once before uh, that before Dark Horse lost the license and went to Marvel and all of their work was wiped off the table, they had a fire sale on Amazon digitally. And I bought every single trade of Legacy, which, if you're not familiar, takes place about 140 years after Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. And so the focus is on um, Cade Skywalker. He's one of Luke's ancestors, or not, one of Luke's descendants. Descendants, yeah. Yep. So it's interesting in this um, future the uh, galaxy has already uh, repelled an invasion by this invasive species called the Yuuzhan Vong. Oh, yeah. that I did hear about that. I know this story, but I never read it. But keep going. But then uh, after they repelled them, they used the Yuuzhan and tried to like terraform some planets. And it was the galactic remnant that aligned with the... Um, what is it? Uh, the new... What was it? The New Republic... That got shattered because the using Vogue smacked them all around. So what and they're, they're, they're not like Sith, though, right? They're just a, like a pirate, almost like this new High Republic, it sounds like. Because yeah. uh, the High Republic has a group called the Nile, N-I-H-L. Oh, the Yuuzhan Vogue or whatever they're called? What's that? You're talking about the bad guys in this? The using, well, the bad guys actually appeared before this. The, I want to say the, the Yuuzhan Vong is how they're called. And I could be wrong. No, this is the after- so, what's happened after that has all happened? You had um, what is the Republic, the New Republic, or what remained of the New Republic, went to war against a resurgent empire, and out of nowhere, the Sith come back, and they blow away that whole rule of two, and so you've got this guy called Darth Crate. It has a whole bunch of Sith with him, and the Sith realigned with the Empire, and they ended up winning the war. But now there's conflict between the Sith and the new Empire. Mm. And then, of course, there's Jedi that are trying to make things right again. So Rule of Two is gone. I guess it didn't really happen when those came out because there was no prequel at the time. So, right. The rule of two is gone. I mean, there are several Sith. You can tell a Sith because they're almost all red, not just their lightsabers, but almost every single Sith is red. Not all of them. Right. It's interesting in that, uh, I don't know, I really like it, but it's, it's. I mean, they brought back the Empire and they're basically the same outfits. The Stormtroopers are dressed the same. They got the same logos, you know, the symbols. Right. There's just a lot more Sith and they look... There's some emo-looking Sith, and there's some Bonin-looking Sith. <laughs> Sith, right? So they're a lot of fun, and they kill a lot of people, and they're evil. Got it. But I, so I have to admit, I really like it. Oh, it's good? Good writing? Uh, well. No? Well, it's not bad. Okay, I'll give it this. It's it's very comic book-y, but... I don't see. It. It's not really in a bad well, way. It's comic book but you're reading a comic book. That's fine. Right. That's what no, it is. no, no. I have no. It's most of it's been written by John Ostrander, who cut his teeth, 
back in the eighties, he was really, he was popular for writing Suicide Squad, one of my favorite books. Mm. Back in the eighties, so he wrote this. Uh, some of the uh, issues are co-written with uh, Jan Dersma, who is a longtime artist for Dark Horse, doing all their different Star Wars properties. She's she's a fantastic artist, so she did some of the plotting with him. So it's fun, um, but you know it's all. It's all part of that legends now, so none of it technically exists. Anymore. It's not true. You always say that, but I'm fighting. I, I fight you every time. That doesn't say it. It never says it doesn't exist ever. Yeah, okay. What we have, legend of Paul Bunyan or Bunyan, Paul, <laughs> Paul, Paul Bunyan. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. With yeah, he's a box. Yeah, it's a legend. Like there could have been a guy like. I've said it many times in this podcast. Legend doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It means that a story hasn't been told totally. It's like it's just out there, and they can bring it in anytime they want. Any of those, they could. But this is 140 years in the future. I don't see that happening. No. Well, they could. They could. But yeah. Then on top of that, I read uh, volumes two through. I'm on volume five now, but read volumes two, three, and four of the Meta Barons, which is this. European space epic that is really violent, right, and awesome. So that's me. That's my geek this week. All right. Well, that, those are nice geeks, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I'm reading Star Wars comics. I know that's right. And you know what? I get to pick up my High Republic tomorrow um, when I get into Grand Rapids to pick up at the Vault of Midnight, holding my High Republic comic for me. So I'll have a little bit of that next week and tell you how that's going. You're not sponsored by Fault of Midnight, but we're not against it. No, nope. <laughs> not by any means, but no, they're great. They are awesome. They are. Um, all right. Let's get into WandaVision. We saw episodes one and two, three comes out this Friday. Uh, I know that the third one has been given to real people. I've watched other podcasts saying they've gotten to watch one, two, and three because they're big shots. We are not. Um, no, we had to pay and wait. Yep, we had to pay and wait. Uh, so I'm gonna. What, what's your first take on this? What are, what's your? How are you feeling? My first take is it's not worth the price of admission on a Disney Plus for this two episodes in. Oh, really? Interesting. Like, The Mandalorian, 100% worth the price of admission. I would not re-sign up for WandaVision. Well, do you think it's going to... Just for WandaVision. Maybe after WandaVision's done, I can reassess that. But based on these two episodes, they're just okay. Okay, I I was... uh, When it first started, I was like, what is this, right? Like everybody else is like, what, what's going on here? Right. But I, as I get into it, I I don't think it's going to be this for very long. I think maybe five episodes at the most will be something like this. And then shit's going to break apart. I, I, I really kind of, I'm really starting to, I've been thinking about it a lot this week, which is making me like the show more because it's really the deconstruction of somebody's mind that's breaking or that is broken. 100%. And I'm digging that. And there's all those hints in there that like, I, I need to watch them again because there's so many hints in there because you've got like a colored helicopter and you've got the the Stark toaster in the ad that has, you know, the one red blinking light, like like a bomb, which 
went off in Sarkovia, right? Um, you have uh, the Strucker watch, which didn't wasn't Strucker the one that gave her her powers, but using the the Loki's thing, whatever. Yep. Her yep. brother. So there's just a lot of things about her past in there, and and you know it was really getting kind of Twilight Zoney when you know what her, her his boss when they were overeating and he started choking and it was like, stop it, stop it. And then she kind of like breaks character and says, save him, you know? Yep. Um, so I, I had a hard time. I'm not going to lie. Like the first time I, I was like, this is really weird. I don't know if I can get into it. But then I started really diving in and, and, and thinking about it and I'm kind of digging it now. Like I, I want to see what happens. I want to see how this breaks apart, you know? Oh, I want to see how it comes apart. And you're right. There are lots of layers here like an onion. And there's a lot going on and a lot of peel away and dig into. So if you want an episode that has lots of references for you to dig into and try and find the hints and the layers, there's lots and lots going on here. No question. Um, and I agree with you. I don't think every episode is going to be like this. And I'll, I'll give her props. The first episode was a spot-on 50s-esque sitcom. Oh, it was, it was Lucy. It was I Love Lucy. It was great. And well, well, a little bit of Mary Tyler Moore and all that kind of stuff. Hmm? Not Mary Tyler Moore or Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Because, in fact, did you know that Dick Van Dyke consulted on that episode? Oh, no, that's cool. Really? They brought him in. Yeah. And then the second episode, so Dick Van Dyke, I Love Lucy, all very 1950s. The second episode, that intro is a, almost a blatant ripoff of the Bewitched intro. Oh, it is. Uh, 100%. Right. But if you notice, so the first episode is 100% 1950s. Second episode is 100% 1960s. You can tell by the change in the dress and everything like right. that. Then the 70s is coming up. Yeah. Well, then also, yeah, notice the episode ends with a with colorization her- just like Bewitched switched yep. from black and white to colorization. Right. And she's pregnant. Yep. So it'll be a little Brady's Bunch-esque is what I'm guessing for the next yes. one. Yes. So, you know, this is going to be, what, 10 episodes, something like that? Maybe more? I think so, yeah. So, obviously, they're not going to do, you know, first episodes, 50s, 60s, and 70s, 80s, 90s. That gets us five episodes, 2000. I don't know if they're going to keep up that shtick. Uh, yeah, I think uh, there's going to be a break. I mean, right. something's going to happen. And I, I think I'm really interested to find out, what, is she being held somewhere? Because obviously like, somebody's yelling, who's doing this to you? Like, you know, there's a lot of cool shit that's really bringing me in. You had the, you know, all these Easter eggs. Like, you know, I'm, I'm asking you because you you are tighter with these comics. And maybe, you know, is any of this in the comics? These Did this ever happen? The answer is kind of. So the problem here is, Wanda Maximoff has a really mm-hmm. fucked up origin. Like, anytime a writer came in and wrote her, they basically rewrote her origin. So it's kind of hard to pin down. Um, it. I mean, her father, depending on where which origin you start with, which has now coalesced the last, you know, 15, 20 years, her father is Magneto. Oh, Okay. Well, but, which they couldn't they couldn't do here because they didn't have the rights at the time. Right. So she's interesting in that in the comics, she's a mutant with 
quote unquote hex powers, which are give her the ability to alter reality. Right. Now in the comics, it's mostly been small bits, but also she has been trained as a witch with magic as well. So she's a mutant with reality altering powers that has also been taught magic. So like Doctor Strange magic. Exactly. He's saying like exactly. Like Doctor Strange. In the comics. Now, right. The difference here in the MCU is number one, obviously she is not Magneto's daughter. We know that Strucker, Baron von Strucker, right, used the stone to create her and her brother. Right. Mindstone. Yes, thank you. The Mindstone. To create them, to give them powers. Obviously, Quicksilver's dead. He died in Age of Ultron. Yep. But, so, did she do this exactly in the comics? No. However, she did something somewhat similar. She had children in the comics. Um, she basically willed them into an existence. Mm. And then, at a later point in time, they were kind of taken from her. I, I can explain exactly what happened, but it took a long time. And okay, and that's cool. Up in comic booky, but just right. suffice it to say, she had kids, but then it found out that they had pieces of Mephisto's soul. Who Mephisto was like the Satan character in the Marvel universe, right? And so she had to let them go, so they could defeat Mephisto. Or blah, blah, blah. Now, do you think do you think a Mephisto will come? Come into this thing? I don't know. It's possible. I, I want to. I, my gut says no, but then again, um, we didn't see uh, Dormu in the first Doctor Strange movie, who is also kind of this Satan-like character. Marvel's got like about a dozen Satan-type Dormu. Dormu, thank you. You're right. Um, so I don't think so, only because I don't think they want to bring in another Satan-type character. I know right. Dramo was like a, a demon or something in, of this other dimension, blah, 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 with Doctor Strange. But that's who it was. And I mean, there's Mar, there's Annihilus, there's all these other ones. But anyhow, I, I don't know that Marvel necessarily wants to get many of these characters out there. Who, who's to say? Right. I think more they're going to focus on the fact that she, her powers are definitely reality altering and that all of this is a manifestation of her grief over Vision's death. Mm. That's not to say she's not being influenced. She's obviously been influenced and she may have created this pocket dimension, but I, I do think that she was encouraged or maybe even tricked to do so. Right. And that's why you hear the voice of people trying to get her out, which well, the voice sounded like John Favreau. Uh, Michelle's like, that's John Favreau talking. No, go back and watch Ant-Man. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. I can't remember that. Oh, I can't remember the actor's name off the top of my head. Oh, you think it's the uh, yeah? Somebody else talked about the rumor the the Asian actor, the Asian American actor. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the FBI agent guy. Why do you think yes. it's him? Does is, is somebody say that or? Well, just listen to his voice. At, at the end of the episode two, they play it again. Yeah, it's totally his voice. All right, I'll think about. It. I'll have to look at that. I I wouldn't catch his voice. I don't know if it's distinct enough, but I'll have to. 
Well, funny. So funny enough, the reason I caught his voice was first. Okay, I knew he was on the show. He shows up in the trailer at some point. Okay, so then you're probably. I'm sure you're right. Then if he shows up, if he's on the, I didn't see him in a trailer. But it was. He's also on Veep. He. We actually watched an episode of Veep. Gotcha. He showed up, and then after that, we watched Vision and you know WandaVision. I was like, hey, that's his voice. We just heard it. So that's really what kind of tipped me off. Well, that's cool. I mean, I, I love, like, so then you see the uh, sword emblem, which we haven't been introduced to sword yet. Is that now that tell our listeners that that's a succession to shield? Is it part of shield or shield rebuilt or am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. So we haven't seen, well, we've seen shield obviously in the TV shows, but in the movie shield has not come back. Right. right? Um, think of it this way. Think of shield as the FBI. Obviously, right. Shield is a world. You know, they did stuff all around the world. But yeah, yeah. Shield is on world, and Sword is off world. Gotcha. At least that's how it is in the comics. They've made a a slight change here. They changed the acronym to um, Sentient uh, mm. Weapon Something or Other, which might have changed the focus. I, I, can, I don't remember what the uh, acronym is for um, in the comics. But in the comics, basically, it's uh, I think a space weapon or something like that. So that way, it's the focus is for extraterrestrial threats. Gotcha. But they change it to sentient, I believe, here for this show, which makes me think that they are instead their focus is on superpowered threats or possibly even uh, AI type. Like like the vision is or Ultron, right? Right. So they're a Shield esque organization. Well, so that I mean, there's so much that can happen, right? And and who doesn't want a Strucker watch? Like they can take over Shinola. They get with the little Hydro. <laughs> hydro inside jokes. On inside jokes. <laughs> you want a Strucker watch? You're a watch I, guy. I don't want one, no. It's Swiss I made. I am a watch guy. Um, I think it's also... Hydro logo. <laughs> sure, I'll take one. Gotcha. I'm not going to buy one. <laughs> All right. Oh, you know what? You can find a replica at Hot Topic. There you go. For real? For real. I'm going to, I just clicked on the link. <laughs> I do not Hold want on. one. I got to see. I guess it didn't come up here. I'm trying to find it here. Oh, you don't want one. I think you're a liar. They got a crap ton. Of, Hot Topic has a lot of WandaVision stuff if you want, ladies and gentlemen. Do, 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 but I don't see the the watch. So lies, all of it. Also, we are not supported by Hot Topic either. <laughs> no. Yet. Yet. So I don't know. What do you think, Joe? I mean, it sounds like. I was hesitant, man, watching it. I was like, oh, my God, please. But then it's grown on me knowing that I. If it is the mental breakdown or the mental coming together, I think it could be very interesting where it goes. I'm definitely not going to judge it on episode one and two at all. Um, let's play it out. Let's see where Catherine Hahn goes with her character. I mean, there's characters that are going to be brought through this thing. And she's obviously somebody important. Oh, I, um, she's Agatha Harkness. What's that? She's Agatha Harkness. I don't know who that is. So, so again, in the comics, uh, Agatha Harkness is an ancient witch. Like... Was at the Salem Witch Trials, which that's how old she okay. is. 
That's not agent, though. Well, okay, she's lived way longer than the average human, then. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking, like, when you say ancient, like, you know, some old Egyptian. The ancient uh, one from uh, Doctor Strange? Sure, yep. It was millennia old. Right. Um, Well, okay, ancient in that she's at least a few hundred years old in the comics. Mm -hmm. Who, if... It's the same Agatha Harkness. I'm not sure in the MCU. How did you get the name for her? That's not her name in the show. No, it's something similar, though. It is it? I can't remember her name on the show, to be honest. Um, there's a lot of clues. Uh, Agatha Harkness, every time you see her in the comics, is wearing a brooch at her neck and wears a cape. Um, when we first are introduced to um, Catherine Hunt's character, which it's not Agatha, it's something else. I'm trying it's to find it. Similar. Yeah. When we're first introduced to her, when she comes to the door, she is wearing a brooch at her neck and a cape. Now, such was period specific in the 50s. You could get away with wearing that stuff, but she's definitely wearing that. And then in the second episode, she's gotten rid of the cape, but she still mm-hmm. has a brooch. Was kind of and Agnes is her name. Yes, yeah, see, which Agatha Agnes? It's not too far off. Right. Marvel sometimes tweaks the names, you know, between the the comics and the shows, or the comics and the MCU. So yes, thank you, Agnes. Okay. So it's not that far off. Agnes and Agatha, not that far off. Okay. It's not like they changed your name to Hazel, right? Right. So, and on top of that. Um, again, it's, it's a very rich show. There's a lot of layers going on, but if you are familiar with the comics, it adds to that or that knowledge is, is rewarded in the comics. Agatha Harkness is the one that helped Wanda create the children that she basically pulled out of thin air. Interesting. Wanda wanted children. Obviously she is in love with and married to Vision, who is a synthetic synthetic creature. He obviously cannot. They can't have children the usual way. Right. So Wanda used her powers with help from Agatha Harkness to create the children. As we saw in this show, she is very keen on Wanda having children. Right. Right. I so, did see, I do like the little Easter egg of like, you know, Vision's magician name was illusion. Yep. So like, like, like clearly he's an illusion. He's not real. None of it's real. Yeah. I wonder. I'm so at the end of this series, you think vision's still going to be around? No. Well, I shouldn't say no. We don't know that he won't come back because I do believe in Wakandia, Wakanda, that his, um, his data is in their data banks. Like his, some of him is in there. He may not be the vision we know, but she did get a lot downloaded when she was trying to separate the the chip, the not chip, but the stone from him. Yep. So I I think there's a possibility for him to come back because he's digital. You know. Yep. I and we'll see. I, I don't know how if they'll get. I assume that they can share the uh, somebody can share Stark's. You know, whatever he called that thing. From um, Ultron, Jarvis. Well, no, not Jarvis. That the system that 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 oh, Ultron yeah, yeah. actually Ultron actually built the thing, didn't he? 
because he said he's going to make his he's make remake himself. I don't, I got to remember. I haven't seen Ultron in a while. Um, so yeah, he could come back. He could come back. I think. So. so obviously, it's only two episodes. But would you have spent seven ninety nine on Disney Plus just for these two episodes? If Disney Plus only had this these two episodes and nothing else to stream, no. I'm just, no. but that's not why I bought. I mean, I'm getting it because I'm getting a lot of content for Disney Plus. But, um, if you know, just this, no, not yet. I could be changing my mind after episode ten. Right. You know, we'll, we'll see where the story goes. I think the story could be interesting. I think it, once it breaks open, it's going to be really cool. I think. So well, I'm not saying it's going to be terrible. I'm. I, it could end up being a very awesome story. But I'm just saying, uh, if I was not. If I dropped Disney Plus after The Mandalorian, I don't think I, I'd be bothered to purchase it again until this series concluded and then re-up to go watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, if anybody can pull this off, it's Marvel. They've already laid the groundwork so they can take these chances on these kind of goofy stories. So let's see what they do. Let's see what they do. I, I mean, I think they've. I think clearly they're having a good time. I think that... You know, watching Paul Bettany and and um, Elizabeth Olsen do this, they really went full full on. It was not, you know, everything was done as it was. It wasn't. It's not just you know, phoned in. Put it that way. They did. A, they took a lot of time in recreating these um, timeless type sitcoms, um, and it's done really well. Oh, three hundred percent. And on top of that. I mean, yeah, we got a couple scenes with uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision throughout the movies. Right. But now that it's just those two, and we've seen, you know, in the first episode, we saw more of them together than we saw in all the films. They really, they do have a fantastic chemistry. Right. Right. It's good. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Uh, I'm definitely not going to be against it. But, you know, like, like you said, I don't know if I would pay for it just for this, but I think it will get better. Oh, I, I think it'll get better too. So anything else we missed on that? I mean, you know, the comics so much better than I do because I just haven't read all those. Um, I think we covered the, the majority of it. I mean, it, it is interesting. How Who's the beekeeper? Oh, yeah, tell me, oh, the beekeeper. Tell me about the beekeeper. The beekeeper is kind of an unknown in that obviously they, they work for uh, sword. They come up and you can see the uh, insignia on the back of their outfit. Right. Um, as far as to who or what it is, I'm not sure. Okay, then what about the helicopter? That's colored. It looked like it was colored in Iron Man colors. I don't know if that means anything. I did notice that too. I wonder if that had anything to do with it. Or here's what I think the helicopter is. I think that she created a pocket universe or pocket dimension, I should say. Is it dimension or just inside of her own mind and she's in a cell somewhere? I think, here's what I think. Okay. I think she's created a pocket dimension, but there is some place here on our world where the dimensions are, the, the barrier between the two is weak. And I think this helicopter got too close and got inside of her dimension. Mm-hmm. And her mind or her uh, abilities... She's trying to create her ideal world right now, right? I think this is all in her mind. 
I think, the, but, but she's created this reality and she doesn't want anything disrupting this ideal world. So I think the helicopter got too close. It came into her reality and her mind turned it into a toy because she's not ready to accept the fact that this is not reality. Okay? Gotcha. She wants time with vision. This is their chance to have time. And I think her neighbor, uh, the nice young black woman she meets at the uh, meeting at the pool. Right. We already know who that actress is. She's playing the adult version of Monica Rambeau. I think Which she, is? Well, if you saw Captain Marvel. Remember oh, the, right, 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 right. That's she's right. the adult version of Captain Mar- uh, of uh, Monica Rambeau, who later becomes Photon. I think she's an agent of S.W.O.R.D. and is trapped in there with her. Hmm, Interesting. That's Again, that's what I think. Um, And that ties into it with the beekeeper. Right. Because she actually, she sees him, sees the S.W.O.R.D. emblem. Obviously, it's disruptive in some way, shape, or form. And what does she say? No. Yeah, go back. No, and then she rewinds time in reality. Yep. To before the interruption happened, and has the kiss with, uh, has the kiss with Vision, and then oh, we're pregnant, and then reality shifts, and there's color. So, I think there's a part of her that knows this is not reality, but she's fighting against it because she wants the ideal, and I think that ties into also her accent and all that is because I think. Growing up in an Eastern European country, I think she has this idealized view of what the U.S. is based on watching old sitcoms. Mm -hmm. So I think she knows, like I said, in the back of her head, this is not reality. But this is her ideal version of what reality is. And in this ideal world, Vision is still alive. And they're married. And they're happy. And... Their problems are silly, stupid sitcom problems that you have with your neighbors. And now we're pregnant. We're going to have children. This is everything she's wanted. And she's not ready to give that up yet. Gotcha. There's also some talk of uh, Dottie being Mephisto. Dottie's the the one that was kind of basically running the the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. I I can see that. That's possible. It's that or, and I'm reading this from, of all places, Esquire. Uh, that Donnie, Dottie could turn out to be Clea. Do you know this person? Clea is the Sorcerer Supreme of the Dark Dimension. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, not super familiar, but I, I know she's gone up against uh, Doctor Strange before. Right. Um, ruling the land. Let's see. Because uh, she's Doctor Strange counterpart, ruling the land where Strange confronted Dormammu, Dormammu in, in his solo film. This might make more sense than the Mephisto theory since the upcoming Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness will feature Wanda Maximoff. So, so again, as to who that beekeeper is, I don't know if it's just because a member of S.W.O.R.D. snuck in and she doesn't want that disruption yet, or if it's something something as simple as, because I don't know if it's bees or flies or whatever it is, but again, if it is Mephisto, you know, Satan is the Lord of the Flies, I don't know if that's the relation, but it's some kind of disruption that she doesn't want to deal with, so she rewinds it. Cool. All right. Well, that's a lot for the two episodes. I think we've we've covered pretty much anything. I think it's going to be fun to watch it unfold. Like I said, so agreed. So there you go. Hopefully, uh, people are liking it and getting their seven ninety nine worth because Michael's not right now. No, I. <laughs> I'm just saying, 
Um, I wouldn't pay the eight bucks. I would wait at this point. Yeah. It's not don't like about, with the first just, episode. I was like, yes. Don't worry about things like soul and those kind of movies that are on there. You know, also worth your seven ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. All right. Let's, let's move on. Um, book club. We finally got started in our second book, Ready Player Two. Um, we are finished at page 91, which good place to stop. So good good on you, Michael. Um, I think that last page of 91 was very interesting to me and wanted me to keep going, but I didn't. I'll start it tomorrow or sometime this week. Completely um, serendipitous. I was just trying to chop the book up into four equal, fairly equal sections, but I agree. I got, oh, Things are starting to ramp up, and we have to stop now. We have to stop now, right? Um, I, I'll say this. I'll start with this one. I I'm not crazy about the first part so far, um, only because I just feel like, the, man, I think he just went down roads that have, it's kind of like, of course you went down this road. Like I I didn't feel anything new, and I liked Ready Player One. Yes, it had all the '80s stuff in it, right? That that we kind of grew up on um, in the references. I don't think they need to do that as much in here. Like I, I want to hear about like, I feel like there's no overall gap between like 1990 and were they 20, what are they? 2085. What are they in? Do you know what year? I thought it was like the 2040s or something like that. Something like that. Okay. So what, ha- like there, has there been no culture since then ever? Like it would be, it'd be nice when they reference things in the book, like here's this band from here's, you know, the cars and this, and then here's, you know, some band nobody's ever heard of because that was in 2034. You know what I mean? Like they did start- mention one band, a, a new band, a punk rock band. Yeah. That's a new one of him. So he mm-hmm. bankrupted them all. That's awful. Yeah. Um, anyways, that's a, that's a weird way to start this thing. This means getting into a detail like that, but, uh, I just feel like he went down roads that, of course, you know, like um, maybe you feel differently. I I was hoping to have all new characters, to be honest with you. I wanted something like who is ready player two? Who is this? And maybe, maybe it's the person that we're going to meet after page 91 could be that who player two is. Um, So that's why I was intrigued. I was like, Oh, okay. Now maybe he's going into a route. Um, I didn't like that. And maybe I'm not supposed to like that, you know, they just all fell apart as friends. Money got in the way and, you know, but this is all, he, he time jumps like, well, three years passed and then three years passed. You know what I mean? You're like, oh shit. Well, that's a lot of time. Yeah. Um, it just felt like there was a lot of fast writing to get up to this moment. I don't know. What do you think? Um, my initial reaction is, okay, I loved Ready Player One. And by that, I mean, the minute I started reading it, I didn't want to put it down. Um, a that was friend, the same. Right. A friend of mine had got it from the library and finished it early. He's like, hey, uh, is this supposed to go back to the library at the end of the week? But I'm done. Do you want to start reading it? I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been meaning to read that. And uh, he's like, well, I'll just, I'll just, you know, I'll check it out again. and You can turn it in when you're done. And then he called me the next day. He's like, hey, listen, uh. I've reached my limit. You need to turn it in. Otherwise it's going to be late. And I was already like a quarter of the way through it. And so I read it, I think over the course of four, maybe five nights tops. I mean, I stayed up late. I remember staying up to like two in the morning 
going, I, I just got to finish this chapter. I'm getting no sleep. But then, you know, doing the, again the next night and the next night. And then finally I was like, then the last night I made a major push. I'm like, I have to finish this book. I need to know how it ends. So the first book grabbed me by the balls, if you will, and didn't let go. And I loved it. This one hasn't. But I, I appreciate that they didn't end on everybody lived happily ever after at the end of the first book. No, shit got real. And that I appreciate that the fact that suddenly these four people who were super close friends are now probably the four most richest people in the world. And that has affected and changed them. Mm-hmm. Now, I was surprised to see the love story from the first book get dashed on the rocks within the first what, 20 pages. Yep, for now. It's kind of like uh, Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> right? It is. Han Solo and Leia, Han Solo and Leia they're okay. just apart. We, we don't know why. We, you know. Right. Well, you know why this why. And, you know... The first book was completely about fantasy and completely about jumping into 80s nostalgia. And I loved it. It was it was a fun romp. And it was it was fun to sink into that world. But now this book shit's real. Like they won the competition, but they really didn't do anything or haven't done anything to change the state of the world. Of what was in. I mean, they talk about, you know, they each have their own philanthropic and volunteer organizations and aid organizations, but it's really not enough. Right. Which that seems very real to me. So, um, this is not nearly as fun as a romp as the first book. We don't know yet. We're not done yet. I'm not going to say that. Quarter, but okay, but it doesn't jump in like the first book did, right? No, no. I, and I, I have a feeling this is like, um, it's a bit, I'll say it for lack of a better term. It's, it's almost like Kurt Cobain in a way that like, oh shit, I wrote this thing and it became popular. I feel like there's a lot of Ernest Klein in this book and a bit maybe autobiographical. Like there's there's comments in here like saying, uh, I'm not used to having the world's attention on me, which he had certainly had the world's attention on him when this came out and it was kind of a big deal. Um, and that's where I think he kind of combines with Wade a little bit. Like, I feel like Wade is earnest in a way, in some way, because it's, it's written in first person. So I feel like it's the author sometimes when they write in first person, I could be way wrong, but he did become fairly famous and made a lot of money off that and sold his movie. And you know what I mean? Um, How would you react if the very first book you ever read was part of a bidding war for Steven Spielberg to direct as a movie? Right. I mean, so he, he hit the, he hit the lottery just like Wade did and, um, and had to deal with that fame. And, and now he's got to produce a number two. Uh, and that's what this is. And, you know, there's a, there's a struggle there. So, you know, Hey, I, it is picking up and I'm starting to get the rhythm of the book and I think it's going, getting better. Um, I do, you know, what do you, what do you think of this new technology? It's basically like the matrix. Well, you know, it's funny as they were describing the new technology, my first thought was, this is just like the squid from the movie Strange Days. Have you ever yep. seen that? Yep, yep. Which is it, a personal favorite of mine. They say that in the book. Which, yeah, then the next thing they say is that it, 
And in that case, it reminded me of his second book, Armada, which when I started reading Armada, I was like, this is just a modern spin on The Last Starfighter. And then they say that in the book, that they basically say in the book, yeah, this is just like The Last Starfighter. And they did that in this book, too. They're like, like that's like the squid from Stranger Days. Oh, and here's the reference. Yep, just like the thing from Stranger Days. Okay, so at least he knows who he's stealing from, right? Right. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't dislike it, but it's it's not the first book, and it shouldn't be. But No, it, it shouldn't be. I, there's a lot of questioning, right? Like, what is the ethical thing to do? Um, is technology ethical? Does it help or does it hurt? Which we know it's both. It always is both. Um, cause it's what people do with it. It's not the, the tool itself. You know, a pencil could be a great tool of communication. You can also kill somebody, you know, it's still a pencil, you know, Just ask the Joker. right. <laughs> I'm going to make this disappear. <laughs> um, I got to work on my voices. I think I, I think it feels, sounds better on the microphone. Um, <laughs> but it, clearly he takes a shot at social media. Um, there's a great there's a great sentence I wrote down that I, I thought was awesome. Like the horror of social media is not is uh, people are not meant to talk to millions of people at once. We're meant to be in our own little tribe and get along. You know, we're not meant to broadcast that easily that quickly. And I that's why that down too. Did you? Yep. It was it was interesting. Like I, it hit me, especially now with everything that's going on in the world. It, like he wrote this before all this shit went down. That's going on. You know, um, this year, anyways. Uh, so there's some poignant you know, hits of what social media is. And then he also does what everybody else does. Well, I still logged in because I'm hooked. You know what I mean? Like Wade still logs in and checks and, um, and Wade, Wade becoming the new, um, uh, what the hell is the asshole that runs Facebook? Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg, right? Like he can go in anybody's account and do whatever the hell he wants if he really wants to, which I'm sure he can and does. Um, Cause Wade did it. Right. And he can check on anybody. Well, I can buy and find a way to justify why he did it. Uh, this ultimate power. Um, so, ultimate yeah, power it, it corrupts. Ultimate ultimate ultimate, right. Absolute so power. absolutely. So I like that part of that, like, you know, testing, you know, what are people really are we happier? Are we strong? You know, are we all these things? And you've got Artemis, Samantha or whatever, who's the antagonist to that. Right. But but. um you know, trying to do the real thing in the real world. Um, and they're both right, you know, cause there's a way, you know, they're both, it's a tool And what, what is right. What does that tool do? So they're, they're both right. Just, you know, Wade's being real kind of a dick about it, but which he says. So, yep. So that part I like, I like that kind of like social commentation, commenting on what's happening right now, so to speak. Yeah. I, I do appreciate that part as well because it's like you said, you know, um, what good is social media? It does have pros, it does have cons, but um, the world's still going to shit, right? So, yeah, social media can help some things, but it can also hurt others. But this, the fact of the matter is, the world's still going to shit. What are we going to do about it, like in real life? But the funny thing is, you know, reading this book now is really good timing because when you're in your house because of, of a pandemic right. and it really kind of hit me like, you know, we don't reach out and hug people now. 
Nope. And we haven't had like that shit's gone at like well at least for a while. Um and when he starts talking about that, well, you can do that now. We can do that with with this new technology, you know. I can I can, and it feels like a real hug and it's you know, you, you can it without getting sick, without getting a disease, without getting overdosed or whatever, right? Um at this point in time when you're when you're all, you know, stuck in their house and you're just like, Ugh, I need to do something. Um, we don't have what they have. And I'm like, I would, I would do that. I would probably plug in right now, <laughs> you know? Um, so I, I, I don't disagree. I mean, um, there are many experiences that I'd like to try that I don't for health or moral reasons or whatnot, but right. I, I fully admit, um, you know, I, I'm a large man. I would never try cocaine because my heart would probably explode. But if I could experience it without actually dying, like maybe I would try that. You know, that's just one taboo. Yeah, in a synthetic world. I know what you're saying. Right. You see what I'm saying? So I can see how that could be an opiate to the masses, that how is anything going to get attended to in real life? If I mean, he even says with himself, He's got more clips and more experiences than he'll ever be able to get through before he's dead. And right. And he has to f- collecting him because he could be a better one. Right. So. But then when he talks about like um, Artemis's grandmother who had cancer, right. But she got to live inside there without dealing as her body broke down past. She was still having fun in there, you know, like, like oh, that's a cool thing, you know? Yeah. That was, that was touching. It was very nice. And, It'd be nice to know that while instead of, you know, your last, you know, hours or minutes being nothing but pain and misery, right? To be comfortable, I mean, really being enjoying every moment you have until that last moment, I'd like that option, right? So, I think this book, it's a lot more social commentary than the first book was, for sure. So, it's. In many ways, it's way more real. And let's face it, reality is a downer. So let's well, ground. It's more grounded. That's yes, for sure. Yes, I agree. That's probably a better way to put it. So, um, I'm not going to lie. Going into this book, I, I I stayed away from the reviews, but you know, once the book came out, of course, there was all these articles that came through the feeds and whatnot, and I tried to, like I said, I avoid re- avoided reviews as best I could, but I did catch. You know, some, you know, I caught little bits and pieces about how this book wasn't as good, right? I caught some of that, I don't want to say buzz, but the anti-buzz. And I try to go in this with a clean slate. And I can say right now that because this book is more grounded, that might be why some people didn't love it. Because it's not pure escapism, especially with what's going on in the world right now. No, it's definitely a mirror. It's more of a mirror than escape. Yes, so maybe that's not what people were looking for, whereas the first book is 100% nostalgia escapism. Right. It's reveling in everything that was great and fun about the 80s. And that's, this book isn't. Right. So, I, I think they, they – and I do think if I, have a, if I have a comment on the book in the style, it's like don't overreach to try and make some analogy to something in the 80s. Like, I think you can, you can dull that away and just let us live in this world. You know, I think yeah. he, I think we've already got the nostalgia part. Like, if you're going to build this into a universe, you know, or whatever, um, then I don't think we need that much more. You know, um, some of them are just to feel like they're just shoehorned in to be 
to be, you know, nostalgic. Forced. Yeah. yeah, very much. Like, 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 okay, you don't need to force that in there. Just, just say it, you know, yeah. or let me figure it out where it comes from. You don't have to say like, this is all oh, from this, this, and this, like, it's so, it's just heavy handed in, in, in the reference, you know? Mm-hmm. I did notice that whereas the first book was all eighties references, I think I caught at least one or two nineties references in this book. Yep. Which I'm like, that's fine. But again, they were a lot of fun for me in the first book. And I think I agree with you here on this, that, okay, we got it. You can do eighties references. Fantastic. It was a lot of fun the first time, but maybe let's exist in this world and build from here. And maybe that's kind of what they're saying with the book already. Maybe they're, I mean, we're only a quarter of the way through it, but maybe that's kind of what the gist is, is that experience the world you're in. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. We'll see where this book ends, but. Yeah. Listen, I think it's in the, and obviously the intrigue at the end on page 91 is like, hey, he he figured, he went to see if these kids were real and they they are. And uh, this clue for this, you know, seven shards, was it? Yep. So they found the first shard. He hasn't gone to it yet, but right. He's encountered this new group of gunters, I think they call them. Yep. Yep. So the, the this whole quest, again, another quest. I was like, oh, another quest. Of course it's a quest, right? Like, let's do of some course. puzzle. Um, so it's, again, I was like, oh, all right, you know. Um, but we'll see. I like the, the Lord of the Rings references that you probably didn't get, but that's good. You have to watch them. <laughs> some of them are so obvious because they said, they basically said, this is a Lord of the Rings reference. I was like, all right, I get it. That's the, yeah, don't, they, he shouldn't have to say it. Just like do something and let, let people figure out what the reference is from now on. Right. You know? Is he, he smacks you over the head with his references. Oh my God. You know, be a little more Dennis Miller. If you don't know it, you don't know it. <laughs> yeah. Part of the fun of Dennis Miller is like, oh, I got that. Right. You're in. <laughs> Which admittedly doesn't happen very often for me. <laughs> well, it doesn't happen often for him either because he he's not around. Um, <laughs> All right, so I think that's a good spot. I, it's I, I, look. I'm enjoying. I'm, I'm. I am enjoying the book. Uh, I just want it to be. I, I hope it. I hope it turns into something a little bit better than where it's at right now. I think it could be. Um, again, I'm an optimist. Hopefully, the story goes there. But I'll tell you, if it goes bad, same with Wandavision. You know, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic that there'll be a good show. Good. Good to go. Um, hopefully if you guys are out there, anything, anything else you want to talk about Mike on, on Michael on the uh, ready player two? No, just, um, uh, obviously we'll be reading. I, I, I'm not looking at, actually I'm looking look at it right in front of me right now. Obviously we read through page 91 this week. So yep. next week we'll be reading, uh, we're going to end on page 181. So start at chapter six, read through the end of page 181. We'll be covering part two. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, let us know on social media. I'll be posting on social media, um, opening up for discussion, uh, comment. What did you think? Did you like the first se- section of this book? I mean, what are your thoughts? Joe and I are not experts, and we also, I mean, our opinion is not law. So Not yet. Not yet. Right. Until we can make that happen, it's not. So did you like it? Did you love it? Did you think it was complete shit? What, or, what are you, or are we completely wrong? What do you think? Cool. Yep. Media. yep. And where can they find us on social media, Michael? That's a good. That's well, you can assembly. find us. You can find us on Twitter, Kybercast. You can also find us on Instagram, Kybercast. Or 
You can find us on a page on Facebook or a group where you can find us under The KyberCast. Yep, and on that Facebook post, you have the full schedule. So if you want to see the full schedule for Ready Player Two, check it out. Check that post out on Facebook. If uh, you like this podcast, tell a friend. That would really help us. And they can find us on all the podcast platforms except for Amazon still. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Don't tell one friend. Tell two. Yeah, tell two friends. Tell one you like it and tell the other one that you liked it better. And then see what happens. (laughs) Or leave a review. That helps too. That helps get us somewhere in iTunes. I don't know. Um, anyways, any help you can give, that would be awesome. Um, I think that'll do it for this week. Again, next week we'll probably cover a little more WandaVision on certainly Ready Player 2, the second section. So other than that, I think we're in good shape. Right, Michael? Anything else? I think that covers it, Joe. Cool. And another week is uh, in the can, I suppose. Have a great week. We'll tune into you next. Are you guys tuning into us next time? So um, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.